Welcome back to The Remote Life. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Meets World, and today we'll be chatting with Dean Kuchel, founder of Digital Nomads Israel. Dean has been working remotely since 2014, dedicating his time to helping individuals, businesses and governments to adopt and adapt to the future of work. In this episode, we talk about getting started in remote working, Dean's journey to financial freedom and the power of saying yes. So grab a coffee, a tea or something stronger and let's get started. Amazing. So we are live on the Remote Life podcast. Welcome, Dean. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me here. No, you are so very welcome. It's amazing to have met each other uh, here in Dubrovnik. And a good suggestion, by the way, for a place to have our interview right now. We're sat with the old town, well, not, not literally now, but we're sat where we can see the old town from like the bar and it just looks incredible, even with the rain. But anyway, that aside, connect the dots for us, Dean. Let's dive right in. Tell us more about you, how you got here, your remote life journey. Myself and my remote life journey. Well, I've been on the road for nine years now and I've been on the road literally. I've been traveling in a hyper speed uh, doing 30, 35 countries a year, uh, kind of a jet setter lifestyle, uh, traveled to more than 100 countries in the process, which has been truly an amazing, rewarding journey, uh, not just in terms of the places I've seen, but mostly the people I've met and the opportunities that journey um, brought into my life. I was uh, born and raised in Tel Aviv, Israel, where I spent half my life, and I grew up on the Israeli dream, which is actually a relocation to the States, go live abroad for five years, make some money, come back. And the idea of remote work or being a digital nomad didn't exist at my time. I'm an 82 baby. I turned 40 in just a couple of weeks. And that's what I did. At some point in my life, at age 32, I found a job in the States. I relocated to San Francisco and very quickly I had to leave because the visa wasn't ready, my work permit. Mm-hmm. So my company told me, hey, well, go work remote, come back when the visa is ready. And that's what I did. I went to Portugal and Taiwan and, and Australia and Japan and whatnot. And five minutes later, Dean, your visa is ready, come back. And I was like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not coming back. And they said three famous words that I won't, uh, I'll never forget. You mm-hmm. earned it, you proved it the work is being done in an excellent way, you're professional, you're delivering the results you expect from you, go for it, go do it, continue work from the road. And and then I started to learn, oh, okay, it's, I'm not the only one. There are other people sitting in cafes and co-working spaces started to, to pop up. This is like 2014. And I never stopped since then. Nice. I never stopped since then. And not only I fell in love with this lifestyle, I've seen all the beauty and all the advantage and the good things that it can bring, including the, some of the dark sides it has as well. And I became a big uh, advocate and ambassador to this lifestyle. And nowadays, and we might be uh, talk about it a little bit later, uh, I dedicate big portion of my day to promote this lifestyle and mm. help others, if it's individual businesses and governments to to take on this lifestyle and adopt the future of work. And yeah, these are the dots. And I think they're connected now. Nice. Yeah, I love how you said it. <laughs> Good one. Um, well, why don't you tell us more about like kind of what you're doing day to day in your work with your government work and encouraging people to. I'll split my answer into two because my, my professional career uh, lasted almost 23 years up until four or five months ago. I was doing technology. I was working with tech companies, e-commerce, big data, cybersecurity as a customer success manager, as an account manager, product manager, project manager. 
that's what I did. It's a very conventional, traditional work from the office job that I turned to, to be a remote one, uh, learning how to really convince companies and ask them for the chance to do it. And I proved that it works. Mm. So that's what I did and allowed me to travel, finance the travels, and also achieve financial independence fairly early. And when I do the rest of my time, and now I also uh, stopped working in tech, just I, I feel like I'm done with this, uh, with this vertical and industry. I, as I mentioned, I do a lot in the digital nomad space. So we are here in Dubrovnik. We are attending uh, the Dubrovnik uh, Workplace Culture Conference. I have a digital nomad Israel community. It's a Facebook community that long ago already broke through the, the walls of the internet, creates a lot of meetups around the world. We help each other. Uh, with information, with knowledge, we help people to to adopt the, the lifestyle, to find online jobs, to convert their traditional jobs or businesses into an online businesses. So this has been a big part of uh, what I've been doing in the last four years. It's uh, started with eight people. It's now 30,000 people, mm-hmm. super active, super engaged. There is, uh, you know, it's around the clock. I have people in probably 30 different time zones. Are there 30 time zones? No, there should, there should be like 26 time zones, I think. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's something that brings a lot of. Uh, I take a lot of pride in in what I build, and um, in a way, my legacy is um, bringing the remote work and digital nomad idea to to Israel. I do a lot of public speaking, and I help people to either achieve financial independence, find remote jobs, or just live their best life, whatever it means. I don't mm-hmm. even know what best life is for every person. Right, it's different. So there's a bunch of things I do. I like to invest. Uh, I do real estate. I do stock. I do alternative investments. I do some sports. I play basketball. I enjoy travel, of course. I so the, the whole journey, like so, I I got this job that allowed me to, you know, it's something I missed in the beginning, allow me to finally travel while I work and maintain my career. Mm. But I know I I don't just travel. I actually have a mission to visit all 196 countries of the world. And uh, that's, uh, we can either thank or either blame my mom. Uh, <laughs> she's a tour guide leader. So since very early age, uh, so my mom traveled the world, uh, always came up with uh, gifts and stories and chocolates. And I said, oh, I like chocolates. I want to travel the world. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I decided to, it embedded in my DNA and it sparked this curiosity for me. And I think since age eight or nine, I I never really stopped traveling. I would always go somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, in the summer or, or holidays. But yeah, it's it's a big, big passion of mine. Aviation, travel, people, places. I, I'm, I'm getting excited now as I talk about it because yeah. I, I, I want to travel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's where we're all at this point. But yeah. also I was going to say, I think I, we, we can safely say thanks, mom. Uh, absolutely. Thanks mom. thanks, mom. She's been <laughs> not, not just an inspiration, but uh, very supporting uh of the the life choices I made. It wasn't, I started my journey at 32 as a digital nomad and a lot of eyebrows were raised. We're like, okay, what's up with your son or what's up with Dean? Why, why is he sleeping in hostels and backpacking around the world? Like, is he okay? Is he doing fine? Like, does he have a job? And uh, it took, it took my parents probably two, three years to realize how happy I am and how much of my dreams I actually fulfill and make come make come true. And it's also only when I started to give public talks and they attended them and they, they saw the spark in my eyes and mm. they see how people react to this. Like, um, 
Thanks, That's mom. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm... Can I cry on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna see. You. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can you take a video of me crying on? Podcast? I was gonna say, do you want people to see you? Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's, do you know what? Actually, like I have a not literally similar, but like mine's the same. Like I grew up being put in front of like language videotapes, like and just being exposed to kind of all these different cultures growing up, and then just being encouraged to fully on like fully take on learning like more than one language like as I was growing up and like that's where my big love also comes from it as well so I was also going to say thanks mum <laughs> it's always the environment and, and others that spark ideas in us right mm. everything we do and everything we know it's at the end we learn it from someone as much as we have good imagination even our imagination is limited by really but what we know and exposed to I talk a lot about to the point that I surround myself with amazing people people mm. that has the same Uh, views or people I look up to and from them is uh, what I learned from them everything I know about mm -hmm. building communities about monetizing about financial independence world travel etc I imagine also for your parents like that gives them some joy seeing you and your element like that as well like it's not just like for yourself I find I find that by being authentically yourself and going after your what you want for, for yourself you give people a bit of that energy and a bit of that spark Uh, it's definitely, I think this is what you and I are doing, right? Uh, mm. Trying to inspire others. And it's it's been inspiring for my parents, of course, and they feel they take a lot of pride in what I do. But my mission is to inspire, as I said, inspire others to live their best life. Mm. Uh, it's, it looks different for everyone, but I get a lot of uh, inspiration for podcasts, actually. Mm. I listen to podcasts every day, at least an hour a day. I have a waterproof speaker so I can listen to my podcast oh, when I shower. Nice. Oh. Uh, when I ride, uh, in I live in, I spend a lot of time in Bali. I ride scooter. I, I put the headphone in one ear and I would listen to podcasts. My the only reason I go to the gym is when I have a new episode on one of the podcasts that I follow. So if there's 45 minutes episode, oh, okay, here's 45 minutes that I can uh, burn some calories okay, while listening. Okay. So I learned so, so much from podcasts. Uh, find yourself the best mentors and Just listen to what they have to say, learn. And, you know, you can talk about Tony Robbins or Tim Ferriss, Jay Shetty, amazing people with brilliant ideas and a great mindset. To have access to them one-on-one -on -one is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Or you can just go on a podcast and listen to everything they believe and do and learn for free. And this is better than any school. I spent 10 years earning my BA, MBA. I went to NYU. I learned nothing compared to what I know and learned from 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 podcasts so that would be advice number one for me listen to podcasts make it a habit you can learn a lot of things and I ha i'm happy to share a link to a live view of what podcast i listen so people sure. can see what uh, it's a lot about mindset and investments yeah stephen bartlett's uh diary of a ceo is a big one for me as well i find that so inspiring that's part of what actually like how he does his style is what inspired me with the remote life was because like he just He delves into it in a way that, into business and being a CEO in a way that, like, you just haven't heard before. And it's like a whole hour of all this knowledge, like, from these people who are doing so great, from business owners to, like, um, politicians. Like, sure, you have to have a bit of an open mind when you listen to these ones. But, again, the insights are just so fascinating. So, yeah, I completely agree on that one. But I was just going to go back to one thing you said about um, encouraging people to live their best lives. What's definition for you of living your best life for you my best life is freedom to control time place weather and lately it's also governments 
If I don't like a government, I replace it. And also the, the, the ultimate freedom for me will be to say, be able to say no. I preach to say yes to anything and everything mm-hmm. in life and we'll talk about it. But freedom, the real freedom for me is to say no, no to certain jobs that if I wasn't in my current financial situation, I had to take them and then you do, you take a job you don't really enjoy. You just do it for, for the money or interest or whatever the reason is. And freedom in, in terms of the people I, I hang out with. So it's a lot of just also mindset and knowing what really makes good, do good for you and not a lot of time. And I've been there. I've been there even in the late, the recent years, I would do things not because I want to, you know, it's just because I go with the flow or like some social pressure or I felt like I need to. So this is freedom. The freedom is to stay honest to myself in everything I do. And nowadays I, I often ask myself, is what I do right now play into my bigger goals and ideas? Mm-hmm. Is Do I really enjoy it? Do I really want to do it? Mm-hmm. And I try as much as I can to mm-hmm. to really do things that fulfill. So this is this is freedom for me. Nice. And yeah, why not like, go ahead, tell us more about the power of yes. We had an amazing talk by Dean yesterday on the old town Dubrovnik walls of all places. How epic was that? But yeah, tell us more about the power of yes. Yeah, if any of the listeners hasn't been to Dubrovnik yet, I uh, highly encourage to, to go explore this uh, lovely city. It's truly one of uh, Europe's uh, gems, if not uh, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. But the power of yes. So if you know me for more than 10 minutes, then uh, you know that my motto is say yes, go explore, because I'll push it on you and I'll force my, <laughs> my motto on you. But yes, saying yes. Saying yes is something I adopted as I started to hit the road and travel the world. And it started as a way to experience things, right? Like, um, Dean, do you want to watch flamenco show? Do yes. You? Why not? Yes. Let's see. I've never been. Do you want to jump off an airplane with a parachute? Yes. <laughs> do you want to jump off a cliff with a parachute in Guatemala? One of the most scariest things I've done in my life. Yes. And yes. Do you want to try mushrooms? Yes. You know, and a lot of like, everything at the end, do you want, if I'm here on this podcast, because you asked me, do you want, and, and yes. And so if you, if we don't say yes to opportunities, what we left with, we left with like a, a weird no, and we just do nothing. I feel like it, it, mm. this is, you stuck in one place and cr- doing things create motion. I don't believe in, believe in failure. I believe that as long as you try and you do, and you create, you create, you move forward, you create progress. Right. Right. So you, yes. What's failure? Failure is is the result which you didn't anticipate or expected at the beginning, but it's not failure. It's just different. And I'll try again or do something different. So if there are 10 companies I want to work with and nine of them say no, I I know there will be one that say yes. I just eliminated the other options. So I I say yes really to, to so many things in life. And I always move the opportunity to my court with, when saying yes. You know, like, do you want to, to do this project? If I say no now and then I change my mind tomorrow, this opportunity might not be present anymore. So by saying yes, okay, yes, let me think about Now I'll think about it. It's also, it's, it's a natural tendency to say no. We always ask a lot of questions like, hey, do you want to travel to Dubrovnik? 
And oh, what's what's the weather like? What's the cost of the flight? Uh, how are we going to get from the airport to the city? Is it safe? Is it expensive? And we ask a lot of questions. All these questions it are basically are negative. Are like you're looking for a reason why not to do something. And I flipped it over. The reason I travel solo, but not alone, for nine years is because I would ask my best friend, hey, guys, want to go to Barcelona for the weekend? I want to go, I don't know what, do something, mm-hmm. watch a movie. Do we ask so many questions? I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'll, ju- I'll do it. I'll just go and start to have fun. And I, on the road, what I met, I met more people who said yes to going on a trip to Barcelona yeah. or traveling the world on, on their own terms. And that changed my life, completely changed my life. I think that's so true what you said, just to highlight that point. Like, yeah, it, it's so underrated, the whole concept of like, stop waiting for people to be ready go do it yourself and the people will find you. Like the, not the, I hate to say the right people, but it's the people who are the most aligned with like your values. I find them find you. Yeah. I I won't, I won't let other people stop me from enjoying life or moving forward. It started with the small things. I lived in New York and at the beginning, I didn't know a lot of friends and I want to go watch a movie you know, no one goes to the movies alone, like at least. Oh, I've been. <laughs> no, no, like, it, it, coming, coming from Israel, for example, this is not, you'll never see someone by himself, right. by himself by the, the, in the theater. And, and it's like, I'm not waiting for people. Yeah. For the, if no one wants to go, I'll go and I watch a movie by myself. And then, okay, I'll have dinner by myself. And I'll go to the bar by myself. And I sat at the bar and you know what started to happen? I started to meet other people who went out by myself. And again, I found the people who are just like me. And when you travel solo as a digital nomad, you go to a co-working space and that's what you find. Other people who travel solo and, and then uh, a community is, is formed. So yeah, I, I always encourage people to say yes to anything and everything, to give it a chance. And I promise you, it will prove itself. Um, you will gain so many new experiences. And it's not that I never say no to things. Obviously, you can only be present in, in one place and there's so much you can do. But the I world think- is beautiful and the world is very safe, million times more what, than what the news is trying to, sure. to show us. And I stopped being afraid and I actually don't watch the news anymore as well. And I just traveled the world and I found really like million, million experiences. No, I think to add to your point, like it's not even about, it's the, it's not the word no, it's an empowered no somehow. It's kind of like the, it's such a different like meaning to that word than like you said before, just automatically saying no. It's yeah, finding that fine line. That's even worse. Yeah, like, there are some people that are always no, always negative. Yeah. It's like, or scared. Um, like yeah, I, I don't blame them, and I don't blame people for being yeah. scared. It is scared to get out of your comfort zone, leave your jobs, uh, step into a different territory, country. You don't speak the language, but it is way more scarier when you read about it or think about it than what it is in in reality. Mm. Traveling the world is super easy. 100% <laughs> preaching to the choir over here. Yeah. What's your, like, fa- do you have a favorite yes story or is there something that sticks out in your mind? You're like, oh my God, imagine if I'd said no to that, I would have missed out on this. Like, just pick one. There are a lot of beautiful moments, mm. you know, the mushroom experience, for example, was brilliant. And I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to promote this, but it was the right setup and the right setting. And it was beautiful. Doing the, the jumping from a cliff in Guatemala, it was beautiful, but I will tell, I will share a story from Colombia and it's about finding love and Tinder mm. and really what's the power of yes and how a yes that takes 
a split of a second to say can change your life, right? If I tell you, hey, do you want a certain job? And you say mm-hmm. yes to this job, saying yes takes a split of a second. And from now on, the trajectory of your life has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Your career, the people you'll meet, the places you'll go. So same with, with Tinder and other dating apps. I, I was I, on Tinder in, in Colombia and saw a profile that I liked. I swiped right. I basically said yes. And this split of a second changed my life for the next almost full year. Right? I met someone, fell in love, it was beautiful, spent time together, traveled as a couple, spent almost eight months in Medellin, Colombia. Mm-hmm. You know, my entire life changed because because before that I was I had a ticket to continue to Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So it, every time you, the, these beautiful yeses takes us different places. And at the end, all these yeses will bring you to your destination. You might not even know what your destination is, 100%. right? But, and you, you'll never be able to plan your life. Never. Like people say, okay, I'll uh, study, I'll do my BA. Then I'll be, I'll do an internship. Then I'll be a junior uh, manager, team lead, executive, VP, and finally a CEO. It happens sometimes. Like you cannot plan it. Like things will happen completely different way. And that's why there's no reason even to try and plan. But at the end, you will look back and you will understand how all the dots and all the yeses and all the things you've done led you to this place um, you're at. And you'll be very proud of yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, that, so that's my story, really, like just meeting a, a soulmate. Um, it lasted almost a year and it was beautiful. And that's the power of yes. And it's yes to to the jobs and the career moves that brought me here and the, the, the people like, I, I'll share with you one story because this is a repeating moment for me. Mm. When I go places, there's always meetups and events sure. for digital nomads, for expats, for travelers. And it's oftentimes 8, 9, 10 p.m. after a long day of work and maybe I was traveling or you just come back home, you're tired. And like, ah, should I go? Yes, no, yes, no. The power of yes. I always say yes to myself. I literally talk to myself. I said, Dean, yes, you're going. Not once in my life. And I'm talking about nine years, 103 countries, hundreds of meetups. Not once in my life I came back home and I say, oh, what a mistake was it to go there. Every time I come back and I literally think to myself, how lucky and thankful I am to myself for saying yes. I met amazing people. People who turn into my best friends nowadays. Mm-hmm. People I traveled the world with, people I formed businesses with. And what was the alternative? To stay home, watch Netflix, I don't know what, <laughs> and not have this, you know? So just say yes. <laughs> just say yes. Uh... Try, try it for a week. I, I, I swear to God, like people meet me five years after they, they met me for the first time and heard about the say yes. And five years later, we bump into each other in another country and they will remember this one thing, say yes, nice. and they will thank me for this. It's been life-changing for me. Got a big smile on his face saying all this. So you talked, you made a really good point just then, actually, about um, how, so I've seen so many of our societies, so many of our, like, upbringings, we're told that life is a certain amount of milestones. So go to school, graduate, like, get a job, like, work your way up, and that's it, to retirement. But actually what I'm finding, because I was thinking that when you said, like, we can't plan, and I was thinking of the amount of people who are probably going, can't plan, oh, my God. I find that actually, do you know what, and I, what I really loved about um, the last couple of days at this conference is how much we're talking about doing inner work and doing whatever it is that you need to do so that you are centered for yourself, right? So then you're aligned with how you want to live your life. 
what kind of practices do you do in that respect so that you get to the point where I'm like, like, you know, your parents are kind of worrying about you for a couple of years. They then obviously see what you're doing. They get it. How do you kind of line yourself up each day to make sure that you know that 100% you can't be swayed from your yes? It was a long process to get to the point of the confidence and how comfortable I am in what I do and uh, not scared to make the steps. I don't expect uh, every person who listen and has, you know, doubts about jumping into the remote work or changing career to do it right away. Uh, it takes time to build resilience and you need to do small steps to build some trust with yourself and with your universe. Mm. I would say, first of all, I share with my environment, with my close people, and I surround myself with, with net positive people. What I mean net positive, people who support my ideas. Mm. Obviously, if I want to I give a real life example, I wanted to invest in real estate and I asked my best friend, come invest with me and let's do it together. And he all, all the time was like, no, it's going to fail. And we looked at properties. No, it's a terrible location. It's not a good place. It's a bad investments. We will lose all our money. And finally, I, just, like, I understood that he's holding me back from investing because I, I will pull back from all deals. And then I found another friend and he was the opposite. It was like, oh, this is the same deal. This is an amazing deal. Great opportunity. I'll help you. I'll do, I'll be there with you. And I did it. And I literally made hundred percent profit within two years on a, on a property. It was a really small and cheap property, but I needed other people doing it ourselves, changing our, ourselves by ourselves is very difficult because having even the awareness of what we do and how we make decisions, sometimes it's difficult to say. I've been working with a personal coach for the last six, seven months, and it's been amazing, amazing journey. And I turned to be even more honest and vulnerable and authentic with myself mm-hmm. and change how I trust myself and others as well. So I would say surround yourself with people that are going to support the mission and the changes you want. If you want to make a career change, don't surround yourself with, don't hang out with people who will tell you, no, you should stay with the same job. It's good. You have your retirement uh, guaranteed. It's a great workplace for the next 30 years. You'll have your pension. No, this is not what you want. Mm. You never achieve it this way. Same with, with the news. If you want to travel the news, if you want to travel the world, you cannot listen to the news because the news will tell you how there is murders in, I don't even want to bring up country, n- names of countries, but every place they will tell you is dangerous. And I remember no matter where I would go, I would go to Monaco. They will tell me, oh, watch out. It's very dangerous. You mm. can get hit by a, by a bus. So... I stopped listening to the news and be fed up with all this poison and negative. You know what? I found a, a world that is loving and accepting and celebrating life. Uh, I'm coming from Israel. I, it's a region with a lot of conflict. And I was, was always was told, oh, don't travel to Muslim countries. They hate you. They will kill you. They will kidnap you. I've been to so many Muslim countries. The hospitality has been amazing. I love Oman and Bangladesh and Malaysia. And I, I'm, I'm actually building a house in Indonesia. Nice. Um, and for you guys might not sound weird, but then as Israeli, who's been in a conflict with a region for all his life. This is so out of place. So yeah, that, that's how I deal with it. I surround myself with people. They help me to change and, and keep a very strong mindset. Step out of your comfort zone step by step, right? You don't need to go travel the world and start your own online business on day one. Go work from a cafe next to your, next door to your place or from home or from a city nearby. Start a, a side gig before you quit your, your current job. You know, start something on Fiverr, on Upwork, start your own webpage, whatever. 
I took baby steps at the beginning. Yeah, so I was going to actually ask you about it, like just kind of do a little bit of a flip, kind of a uh, little switcheroo. So we talked a little bit about financial freedom, and obviously you've mentioned your different income streams at the beginning. What is one thing that you'd recommend others to do to get today to get started? So is that start a side gig on Fiverr? Like, what would you recommend as the first step of like someone who's just beginning on their road to financial freedom? Financial freedom, or uh, I play mostly with financial independence. These are a little bit different terms. So financial independence, there is a movement called FIRE, F-I-R-E, Financial Independence Retire Early. And basically it's the concept of saving uh, aggressively for a few years, living a little bit frugal life. It depends, of course, how much you make and what's the lifestyle you want. And accumulating enough wealth that if invested right, and you don't need to be any investment guru for this, anyone can do it, can generate enough income for the rest of your life, basically. So I'll just give an example. If you need $2,000 to live a monthly expenses, you need to multiply this by 300. And this is how much saving you need to have in order to not ever need to work again. So 2000 by 300, it's $600,000, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, of course, it's a huge uh, amount of money, but I've done it by having my job, living very cheaply. I live a very minimalistic lifestyle. I gave up for many years. I gave up all the good things. I used to, I used to live to, in New York before, and as I mentioned, and I would go shop for all those clothes and accessories and all those items. I tried to impress people I don't even know and care for. And it was such a waste of money. And when this clicked and I stopped buying into all these marketing ideas, mm -hmm. I started to save so much money. I slept in hostels for the first four years of my travels. Strictly awesome. I love hostels. Also was the best way to, to meet other travelers. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to save money, dollar to dollar, cent to cent. And all of a sudden, you find yourself with 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. And all of a sudden, you start to have financial independence. It's not about, okay, I have $3,000 a month to live. Even if you have something that generates $500 a month, it's something. It helps you to live a better life. It helps you to save more. It helps you to grow your, your net worth. And that's what I did for eight years. I started my money journey eight years ago. Um, I only had a few... 10,000 fuse. I mean, it's not a little money, but I had like $30,000 under my name mm -hmm. and I started to save aggressively. I worked in two, three jobs at sometimes to, to grow my, my saving, but I developed different income streams, right? Mm -hmm. So I do so many things now. I can't even remember everything I do, but I do public speaking and I do mentorship. I help one-on-one -on -one people to change their career, to adopt their current job or online business traditional business into an online business model. I help people to go on the road as digital nomads. I do consultation to companies. I recently helped a company to develop a new um, insurance for digital nomads. I'll do the name dropping, Passport Card Nomads. Amazing product and company. I worked with other apps and services that you probably know help share this. And I, it's so easy to build a business. All I did was to put it on my LinkedIn and create a webpage. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. Like, th these are businesses that I put zero dollars into creating them nice. and now generate uh, income. I started my online community and I started to monetize it. So I have a few thousands of people. That was enough to sell advertising, uh, do some affiliate links. I have a, a master class, uh, a mastermind class that you can basically pay a monthly fee and we have conversation on different topics. And then investments. Investments is a big one. If you have free money, is uh, it, it should be invested. 
Yeah. Almost every penny you have should be working for you. These are the best employees you can have. They work night and day for you and it can help you grow. Sometimes it's it's difficult to see, you know, if you start with $5,000 or even zero, Some a lot of people have debt. You leave college with, with debt. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I promise you, I've seen so many stories. I've been there myself. It is so possible. And if you start today, and that, that would be my advice, start your money journey today. Mm, absolutely. Tighten up your expenses. Cut that Netflix, HBO, Spotify, whatever. You don't really need the news. Cut on the, on the, the new clothes and the, the brands and the, the, the status symbol that you buy into and save this money. If you start now, within five years, you'll be able to buy as many status symbols as you want without even work anymore. Uh, so start. And I get a lot of inspiration for a number of podcasts. I won't mention them now, but we'll put the link at the show notes. Um, some podcasts talk to to this. Mm-hmm. So speaking of within five years, where do you see yourself, Ding? In five years? Wow. I don't... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't plan more than a week in advance. I know that uh, for the next week I'm in... Croatia, for example, and then I, I'll go to Israel to celebrate my birthday with my nephews, but don't have uh, many, many more plans. I, the reason is because I quickly learned that, as we said earlier, you can plan, but life will show you different, has its own plan for you. I am building a house in Bali, so I probably spent some time by the pool, but I don't know. Life can change so fast. You meet someone, you fall in love, find yourself living in South America. You bump into a guy on a, in a conference. He has this amazing business idea. You decide to become business partners. Changes your life again. Mm-hmm. So what I, I don't know where I'll be in five years, but I wish for myself to have the same freedom mindset and the mm-hmm. same financial freedom that I have right now and continue being able to say a lot of yeses mm-hmm. to experiences and also say to you no know, t- to things that I don't want to take or do, uh, etc. That that's what I wish for myself. Where I'll be, what I'll be. I don't know if the Mars program of Elon Musk will be on. Maybe I'll take a tour to to Mars. Mars. I, I would love to 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 meet the the local community there. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity. Yeah, I would never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean, I'm just wary that we've now got to wrap up to pay for our drinks and head to our little boat cruise. So final question, home is where? Home is where I'm at. And I feel home wherever I go. Croatia is home for, for this week. Nice. And Israel will be home for the, the next few weeks. And then wherever. I always make sure to, to feel at home everywhere I go. And people, like if I go out, I'm in Sarajevo and people ask, I tell people at the end of the day, I go home. It's like, what do you mean you go home? So yeah, I go home to my hostel, but this mm-hmm. is my home right now. And that was one thing that I uh, made sure from right at the beginning as I started to travel to feel home because when you constantly travel, you can feel lonely. You can feel that you are away from your home, but I go to Airbnb. I feel comfortable to go naked and rub myself against the sofa and to make myself, uh, <laughs> make myself feel home. Like, um, yeah, it's it's my home, and I, and this is also part of being a minimalist and, and a nomad. Like I don't need to own something to feel like it's mine. This bed in the Airbnb and that sofa is my sofa for the weekend. You know, it's my bed, right? it's my home, and that's um, it's an important sensation to to create. That's fully why for me it's homework is where my laptop is. 
as long as I can stay connected to my loved ones, I'm always home. That's yeah. where it comes from. And staying connected, if you're ever concerned for someone, staying connected nowadays is the easiest. I had Wi-Fi mm-hmm. connection on mountains in uh, Guatemala, underwater in Thailand, uh, in Galapagos, in mm-hmm. the middle of the ocean on a, on a boat. Uh, literally 6 a.m. I was taking phone calls, sending emails. Internet is not a concern anymore. For those who listen who are not there yet, are trying and plan their the nomadic lifestyle and what to do and where to go. Most people who are don't know how to do it, it's because they don't know how to do it or they have limit, limiting beliefs because millions has done this before, right? People tell me sometimes, oh, I have a family, I cannot travel. Like, well, I know other families that can travel, so you can do mm-hmm. it as well. It's just the problem today is not that the solutions are not there, it's that people are not aware of the mm-hmm. solution. And this is why I'm thankful for you and for the podcast, because this is how I learned about what's out there, what are the options, what are the solutions, how do you go about banking, insurance, Wi-Fi, etc. So just educate yourself, find those amazing people to follow, to learn from, and say yes and go explore. Like we really have an amazing planet and we live once and life can be short and learn the hard way. So make make the best out of it and make sure you enjoy every moment and you do something that brings you joy and support your your bigger mission. I really appreciate you for saying that. Thank you. It has been incredible to chat, Dean. Thank you so much. And I full on expect an invite to a follow-up at your house in Bali. Thank you. Oh, Indonesia, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. You and all the listeners are more than welcome to come and crash in my place. <laughs> so <laughs> You said it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. and But it's part of why I built a house and I built a really big house uh, because throughout my journey, so many strangers that are now friends opened their houses and opened their hearts, their hearts to me and hosted me. Mm-hmm. I haven't paid rent in three years. Mm-hmm. I live, always stay with friends all over the world. And it's my time to return a favor and host people. So it's a big part of why I'm building this house. Amazing. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. All right. So much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Life. And thank you, Dean, for your awesome insights. You can find links to Dean's website and socials below. Tag Dean at where underscore is underscore Dean and myself, Han, at Han Meets World. And tell us one of your favorite yes moments. Thank you so much again for listening. And we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.